stay up to date on the green and gold all off season. The green and gold fix podcast is brought to you by Potawatomi casino hotel, luxury stay, elite play unwind in sophisticated comfort, win big dine and experience the events in Milwaukee. Would you rather have the Packers backup quarterback be Jordan Love or Baker Mayfield chew? I'll take it one step farther. <clears throat> Aaron next year, let's say they have a really good year this year. Mm-hmm. Aaron Aaron says, I'm, I'm definitely coming back for two years, right, after this year, which puts Love into the fifth-year option. Would you take a fourth-round pick for Love? I mean, the yeah, probably. Uh, unless he goes out and shows something, like that's probably his value. Like he he hasn't shown much in the limited opportunities that he's had, and I think you would have to pretty much take anything you could because you're not going to exercise the fifth year option. You're not going to have Aaron Rodgers around counting against the cap what he does. Plus, take a fifteen million dollar cap hit for that fifth year option for Jordan Love. You just can't do it. So other teams know that, and that's part of the reason why Baker went for as low as he did. The Browns had no leverage. Everyone knew they were getting rid of Baker Mayfield. Additionally. Everybody had kind of gotten their quarterback for this upcoming season outside of Seattle and Carolina, so there were only one of two places Baker could have realistically gone, which is why the price wasn't well, that well high. Well, then if that's the case, then you take Baker all day long, you know? And Jason brought up the money. Well, the money's really only for Baker, what, four and a half, as opposed to Jordan Love's two. We've seen enough for Baker to know, yeah, as a backup, he can go in there and win. Love hasn't done it yet. You're not worried at all about the personalities clashing in that quarterback room? You're not worried at all about Baker kind of exerting himself more than he should and Aaron Rodgers taking umbrage with that and then that creating a little bit of a toxic environment, toxic situation? If Baker thinks he's going to come in here and compete against Aaron Rodgers, then he's insane. He's insane. You know, so he has to come in and say, look, I'm the backup. I'm going to be the best backup I can when Aaron leaves. And I just hope I get a chance to show them that maybe I'm the transition guy or the guy. a guy who has always been the guy. So have we seen anything from him that would illustrate he cannot be the guy? No, but we thought the same thing with OBJ, right? We thought OBJ was a problem in New York. He was definitely the perception a problem in Cleveland and then he goes to the Rams and they said he's great. So are you now saying that all those things you mentioned earlier, the crotch grabbing and the flag planting and the R V and like the little like nuance behavioral things, personality things that earlier you were like, I don't know about those things. Are you saying they would just disappear? They would just I'm just evaporate? saying yeah. If you're LaFleur or you're Goody, you have a meeting with them and say, that stuff is over. You pull that stuff here, you're gone. And you should be smart enough to know that you're going to be gone because it ain't working for you. So you better change what you're doing. You take a look at Jameis Winston. Yeah. You know, he goes to New Orleans, knows he's got to be the backup under Drew Brees, gets the opportunity to start last year. Yes, he ended up getting hurt. But, I mean, Jameis was always the guy, former Heisman Trophy winner, former national champion for Florida State. Things didn't go the way he wanted. I'm sure Tampa Bay wanted either. He ends up in New Orleans and... Him sitting for a year behind Drew Brees, I think, really helped him and his reputation because there were certainly some questions about sure. attitude surrounding Jameis as well. But those questions don't seem to exist now. And I think a similar thing could happen to Baker Mayfield. And I'll say this. After this upcoming year, if Baker needs that one year to re- to kind of rehab the image and has to be a yeah. backup somewhere, 
I would welcome him in with open arms of being a backup quarterback for Aaron Rodgers next year, even if it's on a one-year deal. But the hope is, of course, still that Aaron Rodgers doesn't get hurt, that you don't need him. He's just an insurance policy. 100%. You're not over here sitting You're not sitting here going, I can't wait till Baker gets on the field. I can't wait to see no, what Baker has. Like, But I know that I can win a football game with Baker Mayfield. I don't know if I can win one with Jordan Love. He but, hasn't shown me that he can. we can win one with Jordan Love. I know, but they're clearly trending towards defense, right? They're transitioning... On building the defense, thinking that Aaron's going to be gone in a couple years, right? Yes. Baker's the type of quarterback, if he played like he did two years ago, and their defense is top three, Baker's good enough to win a Super Bowl with him. Can make enough plays, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's interesting that you mentioned the defense, Chewy, because Aaron Rodgers, who was on the Pat McAfee show yesterday, did also talk about the moves that the team has made, some of the guys who are there on this defense that have made them one of the teams and units that a lot of people are looking at, a lot of people are building up. Here's what Rodgers had to say about how that defense affects the offense. I was joking with uh, uh, with a couple of my buddies um, on the squad and and, uh, and in the personnel department and, and training room, and I said, could be a long training camp for the offense. Uh, I like the way our defense is, is looking and playing, and and just on paper, it, it looks like they're going to be pretty formidable. So it could be could be some growing pains for the offense, which would be great for us. It would be nice to, uh, to t- take our lumps uh, from time to time. It'll, I think it will help us, uh, you know, get better and, and, uh, and you know, facing a um, really good defense like that. I think he's right, Chu, only if he is able to have the patience to let those guys take the lumps, right? If he starts getting irate, frustrated early on, I think things can go sideways very quickly. But if he recognizes that, yes, this unit, while growing and learning and building chemistry and all of that stuff, is going up against a very good defense, I think if he kind of handles it the right way, yes, it could be very good for this offense. And and, and I don't think he's talking about offensive line versus defensive line. I think that was directly receivers, young receivers going up against probably the Caught yourself, the best, didn't you? Caught yourself. You were going to say it. I was, well, I will. I'll say possibly the best defensive backfield in the league. That's what he's talking growing pains, which is good for him. You know, you always want to. That's why I love going up against Leroy. Leroy was the best safety in the league when I played, and I had to practice against him every day, and it made me a better player. Because if you can beat the best safety in the league one out of every three times, then I'm beating a normal safety two out of three times. You know, and, and Leroy made me better, and hopefully. This defensive backfield will make these receivers better and accelerate their their step into the NFL. 